Hey guys, Mike with FlightBridge Ed. I've been an EMS training officer since 2008, and I don't know how many times I've had to deliver the bad news to someone about an expired certification. That means no work. That's where Piase comes in to save the day. Never be caught off guard again with an expired cert. Go to the App Store for your device and search for Piace, P-I-A-C-E-T, the one-stop application to manage and share all of your certifications. You know you don't want to be that guy or gal, and don't rely on your agency to tell you about your certifications. Go to Piace to manage your own certs and have some peace of mind. Download Piace today. This is Second Shift. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special live edition of the Second Shift. Mike Verkes, Dr. Ratusani. We wanted to start out this uh, episode real quick with just a quick uh, tribute and moment of silence to Jake Dendinger, who was the EMT out of Tucson, Arizona, who uh, lost his life uh, yesterday after being shot about a week ago while staged uh, for a call. Uh, of course, there was a few other people injured as well, a firefighter, his partner, um, and we just really want to send out uh, so lots of love and thoughts and prayers and well wishes to all of our colleagues from AMR, uh, GMR, um, Tucson Fire, everybody that was involved. So uh, with that, I'm just going to switch us over here and we'll just take a quick moment of silence, okay? Okay, buddy. Hi. Oh, that that makes it hard to do the jackassery now. Yeah, it does. Well, we were supposed to record what yesterday, and then the day before that, and it's just a shitty time. A lot of shitty stuff going on, and I wasn't in the mood. You weren't in the mood. Well, no, I I'm not. Um, yeah, this week's been really hard. Not not feeling it so much this week. Yeah, um, um, yeah just our emergency department is really busy. Um, you know, had some very very sick patients that didn't do well early in the week. Yeah, um, that that always weighs on you. Um, you kind of go back and are like, what what you know, the ones that are like arrive and they're like at death's door, and that's one thing. It's the ones that are sick, but yeah, you, you kind of made them all better. Or helped, you know, they were they were doing a little bit better when they when I, when you when they went upstairs and uh, that's that's just that starts out and then uh, yeah and then this week with all of the stuff we probably should talk about the situation at some point. Oh, we're going to. I know, um, you know, and then I told you the absurd story um, about how like our emergency department is pretty much overrun. You know, usually like a couple hour wait is a bad wait, but we're eight or nine hours waiting now, now during the middle of the week. Yeah. And then in the middle of our shift, Epic just stopped working. And we found out that like Epic and all of Oregon and California went down. Yeah. So Perfect. at that point, it was just an absurdist, like somebody, a really bad writer. 
Um, yeah, like you're looking for the cameras. Like, all right, where's the where's the goddamn cameras at? Is yeah, right. Like, you know, we're waiting for what was that Truman <laughs> Show or whatever. You know, what, what what was the show where where it was the hidden camera show? Come on, help us out in the damn chat. Well, Truman Show was the movie. Truman Show was the movie, right? But it was the with, it, with uh, you know, was Jack whatever was the the host who created it, Jack something or other. Oh man. No one's helping us. But once again, I see our good friend, Dr. John Turner is hanging out with us. Um, and if you can see on my phone, it says John Turner's watching, John Turner, John Turner's watching, John Turner's watching, John Turner's watching, John Turner's watching. That's really and cool. The camera. Man. Thank you, Dan. Hello, buddy. <laughs> I knew if anyone would get it, it would be him. He's a thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> or punked. Yes. Thank you for the newer, for the newer kids. <laughs> So, yeah, and uh, yep, just wasn't feeling it um, yeah. this week. Uh, yeah, and then this news with this young man, he really just um, was waiting, staged for a completely different call. Sitting well, in his and room. it turns out it was all related, right? It was a structure fire. It was just a whole bad setup, right? Like the guy, the bad guy was killed people, set the house on fire. They went and killed, shot at the fire department, shot at the 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 two EMTs. Or I don't know if one was the other one was an EMT. I know Jake was an EMT. Um, yeah. And then he was subsequently killed by the police. That's just a whole damn shit, you know? And it just kills me too. This, 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 this is, this is a, a 20 year old kid, right? Mm -hmm. Like just getting started in his career was excited. Probably loved working for AMR going out, going on calls. You'll learn better on that. Oh no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Wait a minute, uh, I'm an AMR medical director. I can't say that. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, yeah. Knock it off. What's wrong with you? Um, Anyway, yeah, so it's just, you know, it's shitty. You know, and my kid just, just getting getting ready to do his national registry written test, and and he's getting ready to go out there and do this stuff, and it just, you know, scares the shit out of me. It's like. Yeah, well, um, we have our hidden episode where we talked to one of our friends who, who, was, thing, a, who was attacked. Um, just that time he was just, they were at a light. Yeah, stoplight. And, and then we, which was, you know, got a lot of news here in Portland. Um uh, but unfortunately, we did a very wonderful podcast, and then it just disappeared. It certainly <laughs> did. There you uh, go. Operation Enduring Clusterfuck. Yeah. 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 It's not just COVID-19, though, now, right? It's like, well, like COVID-19 and then fires and, and, and ice storms and... 118 degree temperature. It's just like one after another. Yeah. I'm just uh, wondering what's next. <laughs> Zalk is like, what's the good news? <laughs> well, we'll yeah, get I don't know. I don't We're know just wallowing. Next. It's just like, let us wallow for a minute. Cause I know you guys are wallowing. Let's wallow together. You know, it's therapeutic to talk about this stuff. Sometimes I've got uh, just real quick. My inaugural season Hillsboro Hops baseball cup. We went to the very first home game ever. Pick this up. Currently filled with Diet Pepsi and Buffalo Trace. Not really a some you hear a lot about, but that's my combo tonight. That is. Well, I have my Blazers wine tumbler, <laughs> and of course, I have recently given up my Blazers season tickets. Yes, you have. Um, and uh, and this with a rye and diet coke with the Burnside oak oak aged rye and well, geez. Um, 
and you know that's a local local distillery yeah um or so ryan diet or we like to call it a riot that's pretty good <laughs> that's pretty good it's very portland you know yeah yeah <laughs> okay all right i just thought it was a clever name i didn't put the two things together yeah yeah and, and then so- for veer i've got my ben franklin look going <laughs> Because last time we were on, Veer said he called me the Indian Indian Ben Franklin. Yeah, and actually, I have that on my notes. Selena says she's cooking ribeyes. That's pretty good for her and her mom. That's you nice. See that? I see. I see notes. I can't. I can't read the. Now you got to hold it. Focus. Up. It says Indian Ben Franklin. <laughs> because I wanted to. I wanted to like that is so good. <laughs> that I wanted to make sure I didn't forget it. I keep wanting to mess with my microphone, but I'm afraid this patch is going to fall off. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. We should talk about that. Talk about Indian Ben Franklin. No, the Delta, the Delta, the, situ- the situation, the situation. Yeah. I got a little thing coming up here. There it is. <clears throat> we'll just leave this on here. Oh. <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> So here's I'm, what I know. I'm actually flying tomorrow on Delta, and I'm going to ask for a Corona. Wow. <laughs> I don't. Do, are they serving beers? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they were. Last time I flew, I, I had my usual Jack and Diet, or as I call it, a Giant. No, I mean I don't know. There's probably not. Probably not a thing. <laughs> oh my God! You got me just as I was taking a sip. I know it worked out really good. It worked out really good. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Did they ever carry Corona? I don't know. I don't really drink beer, so. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's not true, Ed. I had I had them, unless they changed their tune. Yeah, no, I think, they, I think that they have alcohol for, shall we say, certain seats. Steve Smith giving vaccines right now at a clinic. That a boy. You go. You go, Steve. Yeah. So you want to talk about Delta? You want to yeah. talk about the CDC paper that came out yesterday? You yeah, want we should. To- yeah, we should. We should just talk. I mean, uh, you know, the people that are watching. Hi, everybody. By the way, I see Stuart and Ed, Steve, Jay Z, Dr. Turner, just everybody. Dan Odom, of course. Who else is on here? Dave Jensen. Lots of people. Hello. Hello. Thanks for hanging out with us. We did a four o'clocker. I know. There's a few Pacific Daylight Time people on here, but we figured we'd give you a little early evening entertainment. On a Saturday, because who else has got something going on Saturday? Look, normally I have 10,000 people at Lollapalooza. Yeah, this would be my, this would be our normal little date night over the last, look, my wife's on here now too. That's awesome. So she'll, she'll, she'll vouch that Saturdays we've been trying to go out and go do, we, we go usually do our little Costco errands that we do. And, uh, <clears throat> and then we'd go hit somewhere and have, have lunch, but we just aren't going to now. We did our errands, but we didn't go to a restaurant. Yeah. We, we had eaten in a couple of restaurants over the last two, three weeks. And, uh, we are done eating inside for now. Yeah, probably still okay eating outside at our own table, but um, not going to do the inside thing. Yeah. So for the people that are watching, maybe uh, I mean, I just like to say that people that watch us are pretty well informed. They're not dumb. They know what's going on. But maybe 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 they share this video with some people. So 
Where did Delta come from? Why is there such thing as Delta, Epsilon, Lambda? The You know, what, what's going on and what in the hell is people doing about it? Well, I mean, the, 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 the different um, variants, and if you watch Loki, you get very involved in variants, but, uh, um, you know, they all had longer names like B1137. And because people were having a hard time with that, they were getting named kind of after where they first cropped up, which, you know, is sort of, I mean, it's sort of a roll of the dice where, where these crop up, right? It could have sure. happened in Chicago, could it? And this was, and so they decided, um, let's give the variants names before people name them. Hmm. And that's how Delta got that's how they decided to name. So the first variant that was like uh, the, that that started off in Great Britain, kind of last year, that was one that was cause is now the called the Alpha variant. Oh, okay. Um, and so this Delta variant is the variant that was um, in India a few months ago that caused you know massive death. And destruction because it was a very non-vaccinated community uh, of people. Um, they say that the Indian government numbers are off by a factor of ten in terms of the number of people that died from from this variant. So oh, it's wow. yeah, it's uh, so that's and then every time a new variant kind of pops up, it still has that name where the which is based on sort of uh, what the you know it's like like the flu H1N1, those are the expression of the proteins on the, on the, on the outside. Yeah. So similar with the different variants having the B, the different protein names. And so I think we're up to Lambda, I believe in terms of the variants that they've named. Um, so, you know, a uh, little hat tip to Lambda, 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 which was a very prestigious <laughs> Greek life <laughs> college culture at uh oh gosh what was the name of their school what was the name of the school revenge of the nerds adams college i don't see i don't remember i mean i've seen it i, I thought yeah <laughs> so good i mean you know we're already at the delta house animal house right true you know, at faber college shot of course at the university of oregon and eugene Indeed. So, but, uh, anyway, so yeah, that's, that's where this comes from. And from a, from a genetic kind of, you know, the thing about, um, kind of, uh, Darwinian, you know, evolution is when you have something that reproduces and mutates this quickly, uh, you can have, um, uh, you know, you can, you can see what happens when one version or one variant or one mutation gives, gives it a, an advantage. And so the Delta variant has an advantage because it's so much more easily transmissible than any other variants. And so it moves into that space. Um, and then the big changes that the CDC decide, you know, the numbers are all going up. Like I think Florida has got up to like 18 or 19,000 cases a day all of a sudden. Yep. Um, because, you know, we were down to like a hundred cases a day in yeah, Oregon. We were on our fourth day of a thousand yep. or more which is a yeah. lot for us. Yeah. I mean, we were, you know, 48th in the country in cases per capita uh, and we might still be, I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
Well, so. if uh, Texas and Florida keep pumping out 20,000, 25,000 a day. Right. No and of course, I'm going to Texas tomorrow. But yeah. uh, And I'm going to Arizona uh, in two weeks. Uh, but it sounds like everybody. Oh, John Turner, I'm going to Texas tomorrow, but I'm still going to be available. <laughs> oh, just so you know. Just so you know. Um, everybody at this meeting I'm going to is supposed to be vaccinated. So, yeah. but um, anyway, so yeah, that's been the, the, in that, uh, you know, that, uh, that's been the, the, the kind of progression. And then the big thing that happened this week, the numbers are going up and then the CDC sort of reversed course on masks and, and everybody's like freaking out. Um, you know, and it was funny because we were talking to, I never really stopped wearing a mask. In, I, in, I, I sort of, I sort of did. I kind of was in between, but like when I would go to a place where I knew there were going to be a lot of people yeah. inside, I was yeah. still wearing a mask. Well, and well, for me, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I sort of, I guess I stopped. I mean, if we're, if, if I just think back, like, so at work, I know that, at least the people in my group, my immediate group, they're all vaccinated. So I was cool with that. Um, but like I'd go to Costco and I wouldn't, and I would wear my mask and then I wouldn't, and then I'd wear it for a little bit and then I'd take it off. And then I was, so I was really like just sort of all over the place. And then I wouldn't oh, yeah. wear it. No, I mean, we were in a meeting. Place. Oh, sorry. I interrupted no. you. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we were in a meeting together Monday and, I, we knew everybody in that meeting was was vaccinated, so I, we didn't wear masks there. It was yeah. like ten people, all right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we still sat far, fair, yeah. Yeah. not six feet apart, but we sat apart. Yeah. Um, but I was still wearing my mask when I was going to Costco or Fred Meyer or what yeah. have you. Well, and why? Um, but we were also again. eating inside. Um, but so what changed? You know, and and I think that's the question, right? What what you know what what changed? And I think there's two things. You know, when 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 vaccinations first started, I you know, a lot of us, a lot of people were like, why are you still wearing Why do people who are vaccinated still need to wear a mask, et cetera, et cetera? And I said, you know, the thing that's going to drive whether or not you wear a mask is what the curve looks like. If the curve is going down and staying down and you have a lot of, and you have a lot of vaccinated people in your in your community, then that's probably reasonable. But if you starting to see a spike and what's been, you know, what's been the hallmark, why has this been so much different than anything else? Even the flu, when you get the flu, you are not contagious until you're sick. Right. And what's been the problem with this virus all along has been the relatively asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic transmission. Right. And so when you see the numbers start to going back <laughs> up, you know that there's again asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic transmission happening. That's really time to start wearing a mask again and start trying to do things that you can to mitigate the likelihood of passing it on. So that that's one piece. And then the second piece was the study that was published by the CDC yesterday. So if you go to if you go to the CDC MMWR Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report, they have tons of public health data studies that come out uh, on COVID and actually a lot of other really great um, public health stuff too. Mm -hmm. But they published a paper yesterday finally, which looked at a mass gathering in Massachusetts, um, which 
resulted in a large number of transmissions. For the paper, it was about 469 patients, which in the in the overall scheme of the number of people that were there, um, actually isn't that many, but it was 469 positives. Somewhere I read, and this is not verified, so don't take it as such, but somewhere I had read that that cohort is up to 900. Um, and a sizable chunk of those folks were vaccinated, which is fine, by the way. The more vaccinated we are as a population, the more, the higher percentage you will, you will sort of paradoxically see more breakthrough, right? So that's okay. But what they then did was they were able to measure viral load in these patients. And what they found in the folks who were vaccinated, previous data had had said that the vaccinated people who get um, who, who get COVID um, probably are not probably the people who get COVID and were vaccinated had a lower viral load. So their ability to transmit was lower. But these people about the majority was the Delta variant and the people who were vaccinated and positive with Delta had the same viral load, meaning when they cough and they spit or whatever, there's the same amount of vaccine or I'm sorry, virus put out as the folks who are not virus, not not vaccinated. So that's the game changer. That's what caused the CDC to sort of do an about face on on masks and and so on. and I think the data looks pretty real when you, when, you know, I, I have no reason to believe that the, the, um, that the laboratory is faking this data, which I think so, you know, well, you but, got no uh, reason to believe that, but there are people that have reasons. So, so that's, you know, that's the big piece of data that, that changed realize that July 1st, the entire United States basically stopped, you know, everything. Down. Yeah. Stop wearing masks yep. and open up everything, yep. open everything up. And so it does make some sense that the numbers would go up, but it was interesting because the numbers were still going down in Oregon and we were, that was very exciting. Like a two weeks yeah. ago, it looked really good. The numbers yeah. were going down and people were living their regular life. And we knew that Delta was out there. Um, but, but uh, you, you know, and then we had that first wave kind of hit Missouri and then it sort of kind of spread from there. Um, you know, and, and then unfortunately because of politics, and this is what's frustrating to me is now it's a political thing. We, people are not willing, we have lost the political will to do anything. You know, when you think if we masked up and locked down for two weeks, we'd be done. Fall would look much better Yeah, because, um, we just lack political will to do that. And it's it's frustrating to me. Here's 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 our graph. It's probably backwards for everybody, but uh, no, it's not backwards for us. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's backwards so for you. This was a this was June twenty first, right here, and this is today. So you can see that right there. That ain't right. That ain't. That's the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and the other thing to take out of that CDC study, nobody in that cohort died. Um, it, it appears that um, it appears that vaccines still make a huge difference in how sick you get. 
And ultimately, vaccines still make a huge difference in how transmissible this is. Um, and that's the other sort of, again, as the country gets more vaccinated, you will see a higher percentage of people who get COVID be vaccinated people. And it, that's just how the math works. It doesn't mean that the vaccine is actually less effective. Um, and, and, and so, again, the ticket out of all of this is, is getting vaccinated. And, and the other data that I saw is that in the state of Oregon, the, uh, the EMS workers are less vaccinated than the general population. And that is just fucking frustrating. We are supposed to be public health leaders. Um, people look at people, look at, look at EMS people. Um, they look up to us. And it's time, I, I just, I, that, that's the other, talk about not feeling it. I mean, we need to lead and we need to, we have a responsibility, you know, we have a responsibility to the community, to our patients and to our families. And we need to, we need to act on that responsibility. So I, I, and that begs a couple of questions is one, is, is there anything we can do about that? Because I'm not sure a hundred dollar gift card to Walmart's going to convince people. You think so? I don't know. I think it catches some people. It's going to catch some people. Okay. So the other thing is, is, uh, a lot of people love to say, well, this is not even FDA approved. Why, why would I be a, why would I be a lab rat for your non-approved vaccine? Well, they're not going to have that much longer. Right. right. Like, I mean, that's, so that's, that's any time that's coming through. I mean, that's a message. I think that's important is to get it approved. I think what people don't, you know, I was reading some stuff today. Um, you know, what, what helps, um, the reason why it's taking longer to get, I mean, the approval process isn't just, this is the science, this is safe, this is effective. It's also long-term manufacturing process. And that's all, that's that's been part of the holdup. And the other is that it takes six to 12 months or more, I think 12 to 18 months actually, um, for the approval process to play out. And, and so, you know, this has been approved for about seven months now, eight, our yeah. emergency use authorization for about seven to eight months. Yeah. And, and so we haven't even, you know, we haven't even really hit the regular time it takes for approval. That being said, I think that the FDA needs to understand that um, approving this will, I think, go a long way. The other piece is that they need to get the EUA done for less <laughs> will it? Children. I feel like, I feel like, I mean, so if, if there's somebody watching that's all against the vaccine because it's not approved or something, I mean, I would, I'm just curious. Cause I, I don't, I don't understand that, that train of thought really exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I just don't understand that. Um, but I well, guess I think it I mean, fits with, with, I mean, you have to understand that there's been a general, I mean, there's been a general lack of trust, trust. In, in institutions, um, which I think skepticism is not a bad thing in general. Yeah. But, but, um, and then, you know, what's been sad has been this sort of lack in trust in experts when you have people who, for political game, 
gain basically say, well, these experts are wrong um, is, uh, you know, terrible. I mean, I, I've talked to some patients in the emergency department and what's frustrating to me is I've talked to some patients and their family and they say, um, they say, you know, oh, I was just waiting for more information. And I'm like, well, what more information are you waiting for? And I've had a couple say, yeah, no, I think you've convinced me I'll get it. And we're not giving it at, anymore at the hospital. They got it. It's like, well, you got to go to your pharmacy to get it. I'm like, dude, you're right here. You got, you got, you got to take it. No. But I think, I mean, um, you know, some of it is, uh, um, yeah, some of it is misinformation. Uh, some of oh. it is sort of skeptic. I mean, a lot of it is misinformation, frankly. Yeah. Some of it is skepticism, and and there's there's a you know there's a real political sort of push too, and I think that's frustrating. Um, but you know, those folks who are against it politically are going to end up losing their elections because their constituents are going to die. Yeah. So eventually they're going to need to figure that part out. My, my wife said you should reward, reward the, the vaccine, the folks that have got the vaccine. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, I think, and, that I, and, I, and I don't know what that means. Maybe she can elaborate, but it's like, maybe, I mean, do you, I don't know. Do you focus more on the people that are trying to do the right thing and do all that and then see if the others follow? Or do you focus all your time and attention on the, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's not a right answer. I, I have no I idea. Mean, in France, when the government announced that you won't be able to go to public spaces unless you're vaccinated, like 2 million people got vaccinated the next day. <laughs> okay. That's pretty you good. Know? And, and I, I would have a problem with saying that if it didn't have scientific merit, but the reality is it does have scientific. Yeah, the best way to beat this is still vaccines, even though Delta seems to be a little bit more of a problem. Um, you know, the the data is still that Delta. You know, there was a paper published in the New England Journal, that small regional paper. You know, right. We've talked about that before. That was just published like a week or two ago. That showed that from the from some of the British data, um, that Pfizer seems to be almost equally effective against Delta. Um, the, the, if you looked at, if you look at Oregon's numbers, if you break them out even more closely, if you look at cases per hundred thousand, Multnomah County is in last place or second to last. So the most populous County, uh, in Oregon, which is also one of the most vaccinated counties in Oregon actually has much fewer cases per capita or per hundred thousand than the counties where there are low vaccination numbers. Hmm. Um, and you know, that's part of the issue is that this is taking off. It's, I mean, it's very effective at, in tra at transmission. So it's taking off in areas that where it can find these niches and work through them very quickly. So it's un, you know, it's largely unvaccinated people um, who still now, again, as we get more vaccinated, the, per the percentage of people who get it will, who are vaccinated will go up. And some of the anti-vaxxers will use that as they did in Israel as a false argument um, to um, to say, well, the vaccine it doesn't work. So, yeah. uh, you know, there some of the things they developed it too quickly. I think we've talked about this. We you did know, quite extensively. And we did an entire podcast with mm -hmm. young Hayden Smith, Dr. Smith, who I just saw the other day. Oh, nice. Know, and yeah. he came down to admit somebody. He's like, I had so much fun on your podcast. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and I told him that, you know, he should use that because he's applying. He wants to be an infectious disease doctor. Um, and so he's applying to fellowships. And I'm like, make sure you put a link to that on your. And he's like, I, I did. I did. Um, so, uh, you know, he um, but, uh, you know, we did a whole podcast where we talked about the fact that these mRNA vaccines have been studied for 10 to 20 years already. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other piece is just this, the, you know, people ask, I tell people this all the time. This is the most studied vaccine in history. There are 10 to 20 papers coming out a week about this vaccine. And we've never seen anything like this before to say that this is not well studied or experiment is a total crock of shit. Right. Um, you know, it's just not right. It's just, it's just factually incorrect. Uh, and then the data, you know, everything stuff pops up. Oh, what about? You know, myocarditis, and what about um, diverticulitis? Diverticulitis. <laughs> if you missed that one, go back and watch our episode called "Our Episode Called I'm the Patient Now," where him and I both had diverticulitis about a week apart. <laughs> I had, I had, <laughs> I got, I got sympathy diverticulitis because <laughs> you were you, you were first. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, you know, please uh, do what you can to get your colleagues vaccinated. And, you know, I, and I, it's very frustrating. There's a part of me that just likes wants to wave a magic wand and get everybody, you know. But the reality is fundamentally, um, as, as Ginger Locke said to the, uh, in, in her Facebook page, you know, human behavior makes sense to that person. And of course, and, and, um, it doesn't help to berate people or call them stupid. It, it, it probably helps to listen. Um, as Ted Lasso says, you know, seek to understand, not judge. Um, so that's probably the right answer is seek to understand and not judge. But I also think that message trusted messengers are really important. Um, there's some data that shows that people still trust, they trust their friends and family. And so if you have friends and family who aren't vaccinated, you should speak to them. They trust their physician. So even though I'm an emergency physician and I've literally just met my patient for a few minutes, um, I still reach out uh, and they trust their coworkers. So, um, you know, try to find trusted. and, And then for communities of, um, you know, communities of color who have, I think, very legitimate reasons to distrust kind of the society standard of care, having trusted, uh, you know, leaders speak out uh, is really helpful. Yeah. So, so, you know, I want to be angry and pissy and I'm very frustrated. And like, like we said, we're not feeling it right now. I'm very depressed, not depressed. That's not right. But I'm very down about this. Uh, You know, we, we were trying to live our life back to normal. We're planning to travel to go to yeah. Disney World and football games again. And now yeah. we're like, I don't know if we're going to do that. And that's very frustrating, especially after like two weeks ago when things were looking looking much better. Yeah, it's uh, become quite quite uh, disastrous over the last 10 days or so. So, well, I mean, I, and I think hopefully – you know, maybe maybe Jeff can lighthouse it up a little bit on the on the CDC paper, but but I think it is worth taking a look at at the paper. It's one outbreak in one place, but it was pretty alarming to see that the 
viral load levels were, were higher. And so you're back to a world where um, sort of asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic transmission is a risk. And, and that the other one is like, I want to see the data. We have 50 years of data with TB showing that wearing a mask prevents transmission. Yeah. 50 years. So this isn't new. It primarily prevents transmission that, you know, the most, you know, it, by, by the infected person. Um, some of the data, more recent data shows that masking probably protects you a little bit to some degree, mm -hmm. but it really, it, if everybody wears a mask, then the infected person's likelihood of transmission goes way down. And the whole point, all of these human-human interactions are a dice roll, and the whole point is to get the dice roll that R not number back down to below one. You know, we were at 0.5 for a long time, and now mm -hmm. we're all of a sudden we're at 1.5, um, so that there are fewer, you know, as the, that chain sort of breaks. Ed says he had to cancel a trip to Florida at the end of August. That was probably a good move. Yeah, I mean, we're planning to go to Disney World to celebrate our 30th anniversary. You know, we're planning to go to Michigan football game in September. 110,000 of my best friends. <laughs> Just like Lollapalooza. Oh, my gosh. We'll yeah, see. Well we have six weeks. Um, if the community sort of buckles down, I, I actually think that because – vaccines are so effective it probably it's different so here's the thing this is different than what than a year ago because hmm. people are vaccinated and because vaccines are so effective that um it probably doesn't take a huge behavioral change to move the needle in the other direction i do feel that pretty strongly and i think if you read some of the epidemiologists they kind of feel the same way um and so i think if um you know again I don't think we have the political will to go back to mask mandates, which we should, frankly. Yeah. yeah. But um, um, it doesn't matter what you mandate if nobody does it. And I think if people just did it, that would be great. Did you, you just know, nailed it? Yeah. Yep. So that 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 would be great. And again, we have the responsibility to model that behavior um, for our, for our coworkers and our friends and our family. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, you mentioned Ginger. She put out a great post, um, as have a lot of us. But, you know, it, it was basically the gist of it is, is if you've got questions about the vaccine and, you know, this is going back to your trusted sort of friend or family member or whatever is like, she's like, message me. Let's 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 chat about it. And I think any of us would be in the same boat. Right. So maybe. Yeah. Message maybe, me. You know, reach reach out. I mean, or just offer to have people reach out to you if if you know if. I mean, I I know that at one point I was able to vaccine vaccinate ten of my friends and family, right? I said Including we my got daughter. stuff that's getting ready to go. We got three weeks before it expires. <laughs> expires, you know. And I put out the call and they came and I was able to get 10 other people that otherwise maybe either a wouldn't have gone somewhere to do it um, or B wouldn't have done it at all. And I think that's awesome. So be that resource for your friends and family. That's awesome. So. Yep. And seek to seek to understand and not judge. Yeah. So, uh, increase in cases where you are Riley. Yes. You just tuned in. Uh, we are definitely seeing an increase. Um, you want to put up your, do you have that graph still? Uh, yeah, it's right here. Stand by. Um, 
Yeah, we're definitely, we were down to 100 to 200 cases per day in Oregon. We're up to a thousand for the last three days. Um, seen it. I actually, the, the last three shifts I worked, I personally did not have any COVID positive patients, but, um, uh, there were definitely COVID positive patients in the department that day and one or two that got admitted. Um, so yeah, the numbers are definitely going up. Zalkin asked an interesting question, which is anyone is checking neutralizing antibodies. And that's some of the work I think you're going to see more and more. Um, you're going to see more and more kind of discussion around that. <clears throat> um, Pfizer and Moderna are obviously checking antibody, uh, antibodies on folks that they're following, especially the people who are enrolled. And Pfizer is starting to make some noise about thinking that there should be uh, a... Uh, a, a booster shot at some point, if not already, you know, there was some data and I didn't read the paper, but I read the sort of abstract where they talked about the vaccine dropping from like 95% effective to 83% effective. The reality is that's a still pretty badass. That's pretty vaccine. good. All right. At the beginning of all this, the FDA felt that if the vaccine was 50% effective, that it would significantly improve our ability to fight this. And so the fact that you're dropping from 95 to 83. Still pretty uh, good. It's still really good. And the piece, you know, some of that is just real world. Yeah. It's, you know, but the other piece, too, is that remember that part of the, especially the mRNA vaccines, the because of the way, actually, probably the adenovirus vectors too, but because of the way the the spike protein is presented intracellularly before it is, um, that a lot of the immunity is T cell and B cell mediated. Um, remember, we talked about that kind of at length. Yeah. And there's no, you can't measure it. So you can measure antibodies, but antibodies are only one part of the, of the uh, yeah. part of, of what, makes this vaccine effective and what probably makes this why this vaccine is like 95 percent effective actually was the fact that it creates t cell b cell immunity uh, as well as antibodies hmm. so. well it's good stuff maybe we need to have hayden smith back on and maybe we should do another we should do another push yeah we could do that would I'm you sure be up for it do you think people would do you think people would share this with their moms that don't want to get it? Well, I guess the question is, is how do we, how do we do a second shift? That's like not that's aimed at more lay folks than our, I mean, not that our audience isn't, I mean, our audience is pretty damn sophisticated, pretty damn sophisticated. Much like this meme that I've had on the screen the entire time. Very, very classy, very sophisticated. Probably makes the corporate folks cringe a little bit, but fine. But yeah, Take I us mean, off the air. What are you going to do? We figure out a uh, way to do a do a version of the second shift that is probably wouldn't be able. To, probably wouldn't be able to cuss very much on that one. That's I okay. Mean, you know, our new overlord would probably the, be happy about we've that. Had, we've had the F word on the screen for 30 minutes. <laughs> That's right there. Oh, you can't see it. <laughs> they can't see my mouse, but my mouse is circling it like it's a big thing. Hey, let's move on to something else I want to talk about. Yeah. Now, let's talk about this for hours and hours. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it for a while. Your first MRN practice, another 15. Hey, Dave Lincoln, your first MRNA podcast convinced another 15% of my staff to get vaccinated. 
Oh, thank you. That you know what? I that feels really good. That's awesome. I don't. I, I really that that's really nice. Yeah. Oh God, that's that's really good. Oh, and there's Bill. Bill Tune. What's up, buddy? Oh, another thing, real quick, before we move on to the next thing. Uh, well, it's sort of connected. Uh, so for this one, Ritu, our scene's going to change a little bit. So you got to make sure you're hanging right in the middle of your screen there. Um, but I wanted to talk about this little piece right here. Yeah. So this this has been a hot topic. This damn thing <laughs> has been floating around the interwebs on the Facebooks and Twitters. Oh, gosh. Sorry. I had to adjust there. This is the level six advanced paramedic credential for Austin Travis. This is this is all Pickett's fault, right? Yeah. So this is Pickett's Pickett stuff. And I think everybody else and Dr. Lincoln and just everybody that's all involved in Austin Travis. So man, we've got TPA, Milrenone, got freaking antibiotics and fucking and insulin. And look at all these drugs. Milrenone now. It's just it's in there. Streptokinase, dopamine. Oh, that's pretty good. Propofol. I like that one. Nicardipine, nitroprusside. Like there are like like potassium. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is this is brought out, and the reason why I wanted to I wanted to just even talk about this at all was that there are people. Yes, Jay Z says, "Geez, Texas is a delegated practice state." Thank well, I you. Said it, so, yeah. 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 Um, people, the general reaction that I have seen when this thing popped up, because essentially what they were doing, it was they were congratulating one of their medics for getting like cleared for their level six. Uh, PL6, as you can see, extended scope of practice, minimum DHSA certif certification, paramedic or paramedic nurse. Anyway, PL6 is what it's called. And people are like, yeah, yeah, the poor guy just got credentialed is famous this week, Ed. You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But people would see this and they're like, I got to call online to give nitro to somebody. And yeah, we've got people rolling around out here or I have to call to give, you know, whatever drug. And these dudes are out here rolling around with us, you know. There's Milrenone. <laughs> yeah, they're giving Milrenone and all that stuff. But I guess the, the funny thing yeah, and how do they have the space for all that stuff? It's a special oh, yeah. spaceship that we comes down. And it's, it's, a, it's a Pixis that comes out. Yeah. But anyway, I I just I, I just been dying. I don't I guess I just it's just found it funny to me that people are like comparing themselves and their which they always do. They're comparing themselves and their current situation to one of the most robust office of the medical director credentialing like things there is in existence. Right. And they're, and they're, and they're trying to compare themselves and they're like, well, why can't I give Milrenone? Let's just stick with that. <laughs> and, and it's like, I, I, I guess the, what I really want to talk about is like, do, do these people that are doing this, do they have any idea of one of the credentialing process Two of the oversight that's required three of the training within that credentialing, like, like you cannot compare yourself and your situation to what in this particular case, Austin Travis has got going it like, I, and then try to call that apples to apples. It is, it is not even, but I, I'm a nationally registered paramedic who's licensed. Aren't I the same thing? 
No. <laughs> I'm just going to say that like, no, I don't think so. Now, for I guess the other thing I should say is like, I, I, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know the first thing. And we were, we actually talked about see if we could get somebody from the office of the medical director. We've had most of them on the show, either between Lighthouse or here. They've all been on. So they probably would have been able to jump on. Yeah, we just should have reached out to Pickett. I don't think he's uh, watching today. I don't think I don't think he's watching, but he's but very I, busy on Saturday nights. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, he's probably in his tiger robe, his white tiger outfit, and sitting <laughs> in front of the fireplace. He'd probably jump on it right now if I pinged him. But I mean, I guess I, I just I just find it humorous that um people want to compare their thing to to everybody else's, and it's just like uh, you know, there's just it's not about it's not about. Where did you go, Mike? Just you, drive. You, you, you've. Okay. Have you lost me or have I lost you? Am I, am I off again? <laughs> did my you, thing, did my thing disconnect? You just froze for a minute. Is it back? You're back. I'm so tired of this program. I'm so tired of it. Well, you know, the next thing that's going to happen is it's just going to, it's just going to end our broadcast altogether. That's what happened last time. And guess what? They were zero help. They said, Oh, maybe your internet went out. I said, well, uh, no, I have one gig hardwired. It's not going to go out. And so now we're having this whole problem again. <laughs> so annoying. Jay-Z just mentioned the matrix. There's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Mr. Anderson. Anyway, whatever. I just, you know, don't compare yourself to other people. Uh, you need to lead from where you are. If you want to be more involved with your medical directors and your protocol development and all that stuff, then you need to do that, right? Quit, quit comparing yourself to Austin Travis. But I think, you know, so let me, let me bring up another post that I saw, which was uh, our, our friend Tyler he of the extra medium shirt. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Small <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> Tyler had put out that they were going to have somebody from NREMT on one of their podcasts. Yep. And what would you like to ask them? And the questions that were out there were spoke so much of a lack of knowledge of really kind of all the different roles that that in in how the system works that people really didn't have a fundamental knowledge um, that there are sort of different checks and balances and different hurdles to cross and, and you have to meet them all. Um, and, and so I found that to be very interesting, but, you know, and it, and it mirrors exactly what I do as a physician too. I mean, it's not any different than what I have to go through. I have local yeah. credentialing also. Um, so, but, but you know, the, the, People didn't understand that the registry doesn't write the curriculum, for instance, that the registry is a certification, but that the, oh, you've, you're like totally frozen, Mike, so I'll just keep talking, but that the, res, that the registry is a certification that verifies entry-level competence, not that it means you're an outstanding, really great paramedic or an advanced practice paramedic or anything like that, and that licensure is you know, means that you also meet the minimum standard, but also 
that you you meet the state's minimum standards for sort of uh, trustworthiness is a good way to describe it. So in, in our state, you have to get licensure, you get national registry, and then you have to pass a background check. But if the fundamental point is your ability to practice as a paramedic comes down to your local um, comes down to your local credentialing of your EMS medical director and the medical, you know, your local agency or and director um, have different uh, can have different standards that are definitely higher. Um, other folks may have like a you know patch you're in great. Um, and then it's not unusual to have systems that have very like, well, it is unusual. It's actually pretty rare to, but Austin, Travis County, which has different steps of, um, credential, um, wake, wake, uh, where Jay-Z, yes, yes, Mike, so lame. Wake where Jay-Z was the, um, director for a long time, um, you know, they have advanced practice paramedics and they have an advanced scope of practice. And, and so that local credentialing piece is part of the whole puzzle. Now for a lot of agencies, you know, who are trying to meet sort of a minimal mission, you might, you might find that, you know, if you have a patch, that's good enough. And in my, in our case, I mean, our local credentialing is pretty good, but not, not, it's not overly, um, tough. We just, we do, you know, everybody goes through their academies and gets extra training and, um, but we're also not probably as, uh, as, and we don't have the advanced practices that, that they do in, in places like Austin. I think, I don't know if Jeff uh, Jarvis has advanced practice paramedics. Um, so I have no idea what to do. <laughs> it's all you brother. I'm stuck. Did you just want to like lob stuff at me? Uh, do you want to, Oh, if you log out, then the whole thing kind of shuts down, doesn't it? Cause you're the host. Um, but yeah, that was the whole piece with that kind of, you know, everything is not the same. And just cause you have a registry card or a state pass doesn't mean you can do everything. And just so you understand as a, as a, as a physician, I have to get locally credentialed, um, uh, to practice in the emergency department. You know, I have privileges at the hospital every two years I have to renew those. And usually as part of those privileges, I have to present, um, you know, the number of cases that I've done where we've done deep sedation, the number of cases, intubations, all the procedures to sort of verify that I have still some competency in all of the emergency department uh, things. So, so this is not, this is, this model is not unique to paramedics. Um, it, it, it's how, how physicians practice too. Um, yep. And Bill, you're right. And NREMT is very misunderstood. Um, I served on that board of directors for eight years and, and the focus of the NRMT always has been and always will be entry-level competence. I know people give them a hard time about not doing advanced practice paramedics, and maybe it's someday they will do something like that, but they are focused on ensuring that, that the paramedics who carry the registry card and patch are, or EMTs or advanced EMTs are, you know, are competent to the entry level. So anyway, so yeah, so people don't understand the registry that well. Um, you know, there um, I've had that, like I said, I was on their board. I've worked on them. I'm going to be working with them on some other stuff too. Um, they're always looking at the sort of best and easiest way to measure competency. 
so that we don't have to um, cost you know people a lot of money, those sorts of things. So on behalf of my Captain Mike Burkess, this is Dr. Ritu Sani. You've been listening and watching another episode of the Second Shift Podcast, a member, proud member of the Flight Bridge and Family Podcast family and a Fire Dog production. Second Shift is a production of Flight Bridge Ed LLC at flightbridgeed.com. Have you ever wanted to work in a flying ICU? Or maybe you're just passionate about saving lives. Right now you can realize your dream by applying to work for one of the best teams in the air medical industry. Air Methods is currently hiring qualified flight nurses, medics, and mechanics to join our air medical team. Check out our new salary and benefits packages. Visit airmethods.com careers and apply today. That's airmethods.com careers.